What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. your boy Ant Wright, your host of Michigan State of Mind. Thank you all for listening in. I really, really appreciate it. Per usual, uh, Mike Smith has committed to Michigan, the grad transfer out of Columbia, point guard. Um, He is going to help a lot with Michigan's point guard depth. I see a lot of people, you know, putting Zeb Jackson in that, you know, mix of running point. He's not going to run point. He's going to be more on the wing, off the ball. Um, He may run it in spots, but in terms of, you know, commanding the offense, that's just not what he's going to do. Uh, When it comes to Eli Brooks, I'm not, I'm not too sold on him. Also running point, um, mainly because. If you look at this past year, you know, how much point did he really run? Um, you know, even when he was hot, you know, he was still off the ball. And uh, if you look at, you know, guys who are going to be available next year, you know, hopefully Christopher commits. Um, I think he will have uh, a hand in point guard duties. And, you know, Mike Smith is going to be right there. And, you know, I get snarky comments about it all the time, but um, if Brandon Wade does his does his thing, he will have a say as well, too. Not saying he, he is going to start and play all these minutes, but, you know, I'm not going to be surprised if he is in the in the uh, in the rotation at some point um, in some regard. But a uh, huge get, man, for Jawan, especially with. DeJulius leaving. Now, a lot of people are like, who would you rather have, Smith or DeJulius, Brooks or DeJulius? This helps out Michigan so much in ways that you guys haven't really talked about, which is going to be scholarships. Scholarships. Look at the scholarship situation for the class of 2021. Um, Eli Brooks is leaving. He's, he's going to graduate after this coming year. Um, Mike Smith is going to be leaving too, because he only has one more year of eligibility. Um, Christopher, if he comes, he's still going to be, he's, he's a one and done player. So the only ones really from the guard spot is going to be Brandon Wade. That's it. Maybe Zeb Jackson. If maybe if that's the route, they go. Zeb is like six, five, six, six. If you guys don't know that. That is a big dude. He can handle the rock, but if you're looking at if you're looking at scholarship availability, this is going to do wonders for Michigan for the point guard 2021 class. 
Um, look for guys like Azale Silva. Uh, I believe he's from the West Coast and an, and, uh, and an in-state kid named uh, Jaden Akins. Um, they could both hoop. Both are very, very good prospects, very good players. Um, Silva's more highly ranked, um, but Akins can play with the best of them. I believe he's the number 13 point guard in the country, and uh, it's always good recruiting from home. You have to start with home home first, in my opinion. But um, the Julius leaving uh, helps Michigan out tenfold when it comes to getting a head start on um, that 2021 class. And early signing period for them isn't until isn't like to like November, December. I mean, even a lot of these guys who already have a top three or top four, um, if Michigan comes at them and says, "Hey, look, look at this, um, look at this situation here. Uh, we have a walk-on point guard right now, and we're gonna have an off-ball two guard. That's all we have in our situation." So there is immediate, there is an immediate opportunity for you to come in and play right away, and that's what a lot of kids want. Um, they want to be able to, to, you know, play right away, play in the right fit. Uh, Juwan is going to play quick. He's going to play fast. He's not afraid of playing through the through the uh, point guard. He's not afraid of you know of playing through wings or playing forwards. If you are ready to take over, he will play through you. So that should be a huge, that should be a huge, that should be, a man, I'm talking about like sugar on the bait, cherry on top is what you want to hear if you are a 2021 point guard recruit. Um, there, there are a lot of really good prospects out there. Uh, I really like Silva though. I like Silva also because he's not going to be a one and done type. Uh, he you know he's gonna be like a like a three four year point point guard. Uh, I like Akins a lot. Um, really athletic kid. Uh, I do believe you know he goes to a lot of Michigan State games, but um, very very good point guard. That I really believe that uh, Juwan is gonna go really hard um, on trying to get. Michigan State was on the, they had nil, zero, zilch, nada. They had no 2021 recruits up until this past week here. Uh, Davion Prim uh, decided to uh, give his verbal, uh, as well as Ethan Boyd, uh, both three stars. Um, but uh, especially for Ethan Boyd, I I know this because I do have a relationship with him. And uh, so I know these things. Um, you can't really look at the stars with that kid because he did not go to any regional, any national camps. None of these, none, none, none of these, you know, rivals this and rivals that, or none of these combines for high school. He went to a few in-state camps at a couple colleges. That's it. So to be offered by Big Twelve and SEC school. You know, Big Ten East schools, you know, Minnesota, um, and not be out here at those, you know, just to get your ranking up is huge. Uh, I think he is going to be uh, one. And this is not me just saying this from being, you know, biased. But um, also, that picture, that does make him look like 6'7", like 215, chilling, like a tight end. He is a unit. Trust me. Trust me when I say this. That is a big dude. He's like 6'7". 
like 280, 290, almost 300. Like, that is a big dude. I know the little uh, graphic he put up had him looking like real, real trim and slim. Trust me, that is, he is a unit. He is a big dude. And like I said, I'm not saying this, you know, for, you know, bias or anything like that. But, um, but I think that he was a steal for Michigan State. And I say that because if he had gone to these other, these big national camps, these regional camps, I truly believe he would have had some of some real big heavy hitters on him because his ranking would have been driven up exponentially because uh, he would have tested very, very well. Um, his feet are ridiculous. Like he's played basketball pretty much for his entire life. Uh, he's been playing varsity. Um, great feet. He would have tested ridiculously. Um so it's, it's almost a good thing for State and State fans that he chose not to pursue those things um, and kind of just, you know, stay at home, work on his craft, um, because he would have he gotten pursued by much bigger schools. Trust me on that one. The recruitment of Donovan Edwards has been interesting. Um, you know, people thought that he was going to go to Ohio State, but all of a sudden, Travion Henderson commits there. Um, Henderson's a top twenty guy uh, nationally, number two running back in the country. So Ohio State kind of cooled off on Edwards, and then you know people said, "Well, now he's, he's you know now he's going to go to Michigan for sure." I mean. I, I've seen the crystal balls, but I but I still think it is going to be um, gun to head. I think it's between Georgia and Michigan, but 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 if it all depends on his mindset, it all depends on his mindset. I know Michigan State is going super hard, um, but when it comes to Ohio State, having that having someone, you know recruit over you and get someone else and then go cool on you. You all of a sudden have this underdog mindset. So he's either going to do one or two things. Um, I think he will stay in the Big Ten East, or he's just going to go go to Georgia and just kind of separate himself altogether from that whole situation. If he's feeling really like, you know, like a real underdog type of mentality. And, you know, he wants to just, you know, be like, you know, these dudes want me. They want me as their uh, number one guy. They want me as their feature back. I would not be surprised if I saw Michigan State um, start to take some uh, hard stabs at him. Honestly, man. Honestly. And uh, Michigan's done a very – they've done – a really nice job recently. Uh, there was a while there where they didn't have a commitment from a 2021 kid for like, like it was like 10 months or something nuts like that. Um, the last one was, I believe, JJ McCarthy back in May. And then from like mid-March to now, they've gotten, they've gotten about, about five more, I believe. And um, Louise Hansen, uh, number eight tight end, four star, top two hundred kid. Uh, I think is a nice get, man. Offer list of he had Florida, Georgia, Penn State, LSU, Wisconsin, Ohio State. Uh, whenever you see an offer list like that, uh, you know you are getting a a legit talent. 
That's one thing. Second thing is, of the seven commits that Michigan has right now, of the seven, top four are on the offensive side of the ball. The offensive recruiting has been very, very good so far. Uh, not, not at you know the elite level, but um, but they are you know they are putting their work in. And uh, I don't know what's going on with defensive recruiting, man. I really do not know. Uh, you cannot compete. You cannot compete with Ohio State. If Ohio State is putting up 60 every freaking game, you cannot you cannot do it. You can have a great offense putting up 40 or 50. Does not matter if Ohio State is putting up 60. So they have to get better defensively. They have to get better up front. Um, they have to man. They have to get much better on the defensive end. They need more talent. They need more speed. They've got to get bigger. Or they're just going to keep getting slaughtered by Ohio State. Like, who cares if offense is putting up 35-40 when when Ohio State has their foot on the gas the entire game trying to step on on your throat and then some. On your throat and through your throat. Then on top of that, you have Penn State coming into Michigan and taking a bunch of defensive guys. Like, man, like... Like, what is happening there? The King Twins, Kobe and Kalen. Have you seen their crystal balls lately? <laughs> it's like 13. And they're all recent. They're not, these aren't from like 2018, early 20. These are from like the last, like, the, the last couple weeks. Like, they're all to Penn State. Kobe and Kalen, they're both defensive guys. Just lost Jalen Reed to Penn State, the number eight safety in the country. Jamari Budden, he is is a top 300 linebacker. He's a four-star. Funny story about him, he's another kid that um, whose family I've I've known I've known his family since I was at Michigan. Um, great family, great kid. Um, another one of these kids who I met at a Gus Macker, which is wild, um, through like AAU basketball and travel basketball and all that. Uh, he released his top seven, but I think it's a race between Michigan and Penn State. Uh, Michigan has to protect Detroit and its suburbs better, you know, period, point blank, especially when you have to get better defensively and in, and we're just letting we're, – we're just – we're just not recruiting at a high level on that end. And Penn State, in the last three classes, they've passed Michigan. You know, I was thinking that you know they're right on the same level. They're not. They are not on the same level. The last, the last three classes, the last three classes, it's always Ohio, it's always Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State. That's what it is. It's always those those three at the very, very top. At the very, very top. But if you look at the last three classes, okay, Ohio State, the talent, the talent rating, I'm not talking about how many this or how many that. The average talent rating for Ohio State 
is never below 91 over the last three classes. Never below 91. To be more specific, it's never below 91.8. It's been 91.8, 91.87, 94, which is ridiculous, 0.29 in 2018. Penn State has had two classes over 91. Two classes. Michigan has had none. Zero, zilch. They've had two classes between 90 and 91, but they're the only one of these three that have had a talent rating under 89. I thought it was, I thought Penn State and Michigan were very, very similar, um, which they can be if you look at, you know, little nuances, but, um, but Penn State has surpassed. And you can't let a team have, who has surpassed you, you cannot allow them to also come into your backyard and take guys who you probably are going to need. Not only that, these are from some of the best schools in that area. Castec and King, you can't let these Castec and King dudes go to another state. You cannot. You cannot, man. Last three classes, Ohio State, Five stars. They have nine. Penn State, five stars. Four. Michigan, five stars. Two. That's over three classes worth. Four stars. Michigan has 35. Penn State has 40. Ohio State has 43. I mean, we got to step it up. We got to step it up or there are going to be a lot of heated fans. And I'm not going to sit here and say rankings are the only thing that matter. But acting like that that they don't matter is very disingenuous. It's very disingenuous. The only, the, only, the only people that say rankings don't matter are the ones who are who are not competing at the very, very top. That's, that tells you something. You think Georgia's going to say, hey, rankings don't matter. Rankings do matter. They've been in the CFP. They've, you know, competed for for you know SEC titles. You think Alabama is gonna say recruiting doesn't matter? Ohio State. Why are the only schools that say recruiting doesn't matter are the only schools that aren't recruiting at a high level? Like seriously, seriously, dude. Come on, man. With currently no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might think there's nothing to bet on. Well, you'd be wrong. Our exclusive partner, Bet Online, still has hundreds of events, games, and props to wager on. From their online casino to poker and blackjack, they're bringing Vegas to you. Missing the NFL? No problem. Bet Online has live daily Madden NFL 2020 simulations you can bet on. You can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, and even the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. All open 24 hours a day and all online. Use promo code BLUEWIRE to join today and receive your new welcome bonus. Bet online, your online wagering solution. Hey man, let's get right into some bail bag. Uh, per usual, I, I try to get to every one. If there's a repeat one, I'm not going to get to this, the second or third one. But any new original one, I'm going to try to get to it. 
let's go. Rick Mudini at Mudini31. You are rated a 74 on NCAA Basketball 09. Too high, too low, or just right? Way too low. I should be at the lowest. I should be is a 91. The lowest. I should be a 91. Um, I'll take any, anything but between 91 and 95. Now, why is because if you give me the rock and you run plays for me, I kill. I destroy. If you just want me to just take the ball and just pass it around, sure, 74. Sure, 100%, 74. But post-game, I'm like 95. Um, you run plays for me. Of the plays that Beeline like, went out of his way and called for me, um, I believe I shot like 48%. Uh, whenever the play broke down, it dropped a bit. Whenever someone was at the scores table, I knew I, I had to get up like two more shots. I knew I wasn't coming back in, so whatever. Um, but yeah, man, but between a 91 and 95, I'm all for that. Kyle Walney, at, Kai, uh, at K underscore Wall Nation 3, do you think losing DDJ and adding Smith is a net gain or net loss? Uh, I kind of answered this earlier, um, but I do think that losing DDJ and adding Mike Smith is a net gain. I think so because you're you know, m multiple levels. You have Mike Smith. He is going to be uh, more experienced more experience in big situations and big games. Uh, he's going to come in with a lot of with a lot of scoring. So I don't think he needs to score the ball that much. Um, he's going to be able to score in spots. He's going to be able to pick his spots a lot better too. Um, his first year, he shot high thirty percent from three. I think he could do that again um, because he's going to be surrounded by so by so many better players than at Columbia. Um, that's, you know, one level. The next level is going to be the scholarship situation. If DDJ was to return automatically, whoever comes in 2021 is going to be, be playing behind a senior in DeJulius and he won't play right away. I think it's very enticing to a lot of recruits when they see the scholarship situation where the, where the guards, the guards, um, are all leaving. Like I said, whether Christopher comes or not, um, he's a one-and-done player, and he's going to be gone af after next year either way. Mike Smith, grad transfer, this is his last year. He'll be gone either way. Eli Brooks, this is his fourth year. He'll be gone either way. The only guards who are going to be really able to you know, take care of the rock and play that position is going to be Brennan Wade, who was a walk-on, and Zeb Jackson, who's more off-the-ball combo guard. That's it. So that's going to be very enticing for incoming guards, and this is and this should help 2021 recruiting long-term. Nate Jankowski, at NateJ underscore 23. My girl wants black leggings. When's that going to happen? <laughs> Well, I have to talk to the uh, distributor, and I got you, man. I, I know it's all white right now. Um, got the white leggings, the white capris, and white biker shorts. Um, I am going to check in on that um, as soon as possible. Um, I got you. Don't worry. All right. I've got Wolverine Season uh, at Boss In Your Face 1. 
asking, I've heard rumors that Auburn has emerged as the leader in Greg Brown's recruitment. Is this true? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's between Memphis and Texas. I think he goes to Texas unless Auburn is just dropping the bag. Either way, he's not coming to Michigan. So, I mean, his his rec- recruitment is pretty much, I mean, I, I stopped paying attention because he's not going to be going to Michigan or Michigan State. So, it, it's not really a thing to me. Um, great great player. Great player either way. Um, hope he does well. But just know he's not coming here. Nate Schroeder. At Nader Tater seven six nine three, what's your starting five if Christopher Brown and Todd all commit, assuming Livers stays and we lose another transfer? Well, Brown's not coming. Um, loaded, very loaded question because I think that there's not enough love being given to guys like Terrence Williams. Uh, he's gonna be uh, he's gonna be so good. He's, he's going to be so good. If used, he, has, he has to be used right, but he's going to be so good. Uh, reminds me so much of Jawan Morgan from Indiana a couple years ago. Uh, versatile, just so versatile. Can do multiple things. Um, great with the ball. Great, great off the ball. Big body. Great motor. Good shooter. Good in the post. Unselfish. Um, and not all the time you're – like there's this thing out there that like you know your best players start. That's not that's not true. Um, whoever starts the games the best should be your should be your starters. Your best group best together should be your starters. I'm more interested to see who he finishes games with. You know you can start the game with whoever you want to, but you know who are you who are you going to finish with? You know what I mean. Um, that tells me your value as a basketball player. If you have been able to finish games, finish close games, um, you know, you were a value. You know, you could play in the first five, and that really, really doesn't impact the game unless you go minus 20. But the starting five is supposed to give you the best start. And that's why you see a lot of guys like, you know, J.R. Smith come off the bench, Lou Williams come off the bench, um, my man's who played at Michigan. Uh, why am I blanking on him right now? Why am I blanking on him right now? He's from Seattle. Jamal Crawford. Jamal, oh, Jesus. I kept thinking of the total, like, I kept thinking of, like, 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 like Jawan, Jerron Carroll, or or some weird name, and I knew that 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 was not right. Yeah, so guys like Jamal Crawford, you know, there's a reason why they came off the bench. It's because they provided that spark when they very well top four, top five, most talented guys on that team, because um, that's what their role was. You know what I mean? So it's not about the best guys. It's about who is your, who are your top five best guys who work together the best. That's what your top five should be based based off of. John Fisher at Fishscale Eleven. What does your depth chart at the five look like? 
game one, game 15, and game 30. I can't really talk game 15 and, and game 30 because so many things happen, whether it's injuries or um, someone's playing well, who knows. And I think the, the depth chart is going to be – Hunter Dickinson is going to be number one. Uh, after that, I think it's going to be based off of matchups. You know, who are you playing? Are you playing a big gump or are you playing a versatile big? If you're playing a big gump, it should be Davis, um, a.k.a. Custard, a.k.a. Custard Shack, a.k.a. Captain Custard, General Custard. I can't wait until uh, next season, man. If you're playing a versatile big, like, you know, how, like, Wisconsin tore us up with uh, Reavers and uh, Potter, you know, they tore us up, and it's because... You know, they played two, two stretch fives, two stretch fours. You know, John should have been in the uh, game and not and not custard. You know, you want to be able to, and, and that's going to be the nice thing. They're going to be able to play different lineups based off of who they're playing without losing much. They get to keep their identity. Their identity next year is going to be able to have multiple different guys playing multiple different positions. And um, I'm really anxious to see how Jawan decides to manage all of that. But most definitely, first is Hunter Hunter Dickinson. I just think that he's going to be ready day one, 7-2, 250. Good shot, super smart, very, very skilled. He'll be ready from day one. Corey Chestnut, at Chestnut Chest. Uh, can you make an argument that Mike Smith is better than Bryce Aiken? Um, they're both high-scoring guards that took a lot of shots. Um, they're different types of players. If you listen to my breakdown, I had you know Mike Smith is going to be more like your Kyle Lowry type. Um, and Bryce Aiken is going to be more of your like Dame Lillard, Kyrie type. And I think that Mike Smith is going to be better for Michigan um, because of his ability to create. And also, uh, injury-wise, Bryce Aiken has had a couple of lower extremity issues. Uh, Mike Smith had one issue a couple years ago, but he's come back and he's played a full season since. Uh, Bryce Aiken hasn't played a full season in like three or four years. Um, so I think durability in the Big Ten, where they play pretty pretty physical, big physical guards, um, big physical wings, uh, I think having a more durable point guard is also better for uh, Michigan too. JTOG at JTOGX. I think this is a football question. So since recruiting is all that matters apparently, would you be in favor of someone like Willie Tiger taking over for Jim Harbaugh? No, I will not. And like I said earlier, you know, why are the only people who says recruiting doesn't matter the ones who are not recruiting at a high level? Recruiting does matter. It's not all that matters, but it does matter. But then development also matters on top of that. Um, but you can't just rely on a bunch of outliers and just say, hey, we're, we're, we're going to find a bunch of diamond in the roughs and you know, take over. Uh, that's just not how that goes. But um, but no, um, I'm good with Jim. I think that uh, he's not stubborn, 
and he's obsessed with make, making changes and finding what works. Um, but I think the, the next step for him is just recruiting much better on the defensive side. Jake Cullinan, at just Jake981. Okay, I think that's going to be a Michigan State question. Okay, assuming State doesn't land Manet and Xavier Tillman and Langford go, what do you see as their main eight-man rotation? Uh, great question for two reasons. Um, because those are very like, I'm not saying likely, but that could very well happen, one. Two, because if you look at it, like you can be 14 deep, really only seven or eight guys are playing over 20 minutes. So thank you for keeping that down to eight, because if you had said 10, I would have said eight anyway. So thank you. So main eight-man ro eight rotation. I see at the guard spots, I think it's going to be Watts, Henry, Hoggard, all rotating through. Um, I do believe Hall is going to play a little bit of three. Um, so have like Gay Brown, Malik Hall, and Hauser. Then I think for the bigs, it's going to be Bingham and Sissoko. Uh, Bingham and Sissoko, then they're, you know, it it depends on what these guys do in the offseason, especially guys like Marble and Kithier. Um, we'll see. We'll see from their stamp standpoint. But um, if I were to go with eight, that will be the eight. And the eight is because of this. So if you start with, let's just say Hall, Sissoko, and Hoggard are first three off the uh, bench, right? You can put in Hoggard for anybody. Anybody. Um, anybody probably except... Eh, except the, the uh, two bigs. So you, you could put in Hoggard for Watts. You could put Hoggard in for Henry or Brown. Uh, everyone will just slide down one. Uh, for Sissoko, um, you know, Bingham, he has to be able to shoot the three ball at a higher level. But, uh, you know, Sis Sissoko can come in for Bingham or Hauser. He's got to be able to shoot at a high level, though. Um. For that to happen is for 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 that to happen, Bingham is going to have to work. Um, Hauser, when it comes to Hauser, I think Malik Hall is going to play a little bit of three next year too. Um, he's going to have to work on his handle, and I'm not sure if he's going to be able to you know do that. But um, he's going to he's going to have to work on his handle and his shot all summer long, all fall long all spring long, and uh, you should be able to see Malik run some three um, and then run some four and then maybe push Hauser to the five, especially in late-game situations where, you know, Michigan State's down by five or six and, um, you know, they play their, their uh, small ball still with two bigs who are able to uh, shoot the ball. So those are my, my eight. Rocco Watts, Aaron Henry, Gabe Brown, uh, Hauser, Bingham, Malik Hall, Sissoko, and then Hoggard. Nene Prime at Nate Boskin. Uh, who does the who does the scholarship go to if for some reason we don't land JC? Uh, I think it, it'll just go back to Jace. 
honestly. Slipping Jimmy at Jimmy underscore go blue. Uh, how well do Mike Smith and Christopher compliment each other as our potential starting backcourt next year? Uh, compliment each other very, very well. Um, Christopher is a, he is an animal. He is a beast. And um, Mike Smith, even though he didn't play with great teammates, he did average four to five assists a game. Uh, I think that could go up to six and seven, uh, shooting less shots. And um, I think they're going to play very well off of each other. The nice part is teams will not help. So, like, if you were to grade shooters on a scale from three-plus to one, so it's like it's like three-plus, then elite shooters are like three-plus-plus. So, like, three-plus, then a three, three-minus, two-plus, two, two-minus, two-minus-minus, uh, two like one, being like a non-shooter. Um, Xavier last year was a two-shooter. I say he was a two-shooter. At home, he shot like 40% or or something crazy. On the road, he was like in the 20s or low 30s, I believe. A uh, guy like Mike Smith is going to be a three-minus. Three-minus, so, so guys are not going to be able to just help off of him all willy-nilly whenever they want to. And uh, the one part that I want to see if, if Mike Smith can handle, if he can handle – still being productive, still being efficient, all while not being, not touching the ball a lot. And because um, at Columbia, he had the rock all the time, all the time. And, you know, sometimes you got to just catch the ball and just feel it, just to feel the warmth, just to feel the texture, just to feel the ridges, the little dimples. Um, can you go throughout the game with, a fraction of the touches, but still be as or more efficient. That's 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 one thing that um that I still have questions about. Mitchell Thomas uh, at Teddy underscore Thomas sixteen. What are your thoughts on Wisconsin not granting their spring student athletes another year of eligibility? That's that is complete trash. That is complete trash. Complete trash. I would never send my kid there to Wisconsin. Ever and this was before that. Um, they're out of they're out of the loop. They just don't get it. They don't understand anything. Um, they're I mean it's it's just 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 straight trash, man. I read that this morning and I could not believe it. Um, just a really bad look to to go to go out of your way to try to set the precedent of that. Just all trash. Uh, Mersey Shore at Anthony Merge 33. Uh, once your comp on Hunter Dickinson. That's a really good question. Um, I thought about this for a long, long time. Not many guys are going to be like 7'2 like that. Uh, if you were to look at some old game tape, um, Rick Smith comes to mind. Rick Smith comes to mind. He's a, he used to play with the Indiana Pacers. Um, Arvita Sabonis comes to mind. Um, some of his, some of his, some of the, he's not Mitch from a motor standpoint or be able to push the ball, ball handling standpoint, but his passing, his jump shot ability, um, are very comparable to Mitch McGarry. Um, 
but also like an Isaac Haas around the hoop where all he has to do is just turn his shoulder and he he hits that part of the backboard and it's buckets. But um but yeah man, Sabonis, Arvidas Sabonis, uh this is just off the top. Arvidas Sabonis, Rick Smith's type of guy. He can stretch the floor, but also really, really good down low, man. Um, really talented kid. I can't wait to see him next year. Buckley Gino the third, Buck Gino three. How's your family holding up? Well, family is great, man. Thanks for asking. Uh, holding up as well as we can, you know. Um, tough times, tough, tough times, but um, we're getting through it. I'm still putting out as much con content as possible. Spending a lot of time with the with the uh, family, which is always a nice thing. Um, a lot of people like are finding out more about their uh, their you know spouse, and they're like sick of each other. Like, you know, this is pretty much how it always is because we we always kind of mind our own uh, mind our own business. So uh, I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it a lot. And um, tough times, but. It's all good, man. This is the like the second recession we've been through in the last you know, twelve years, and that sucks. You know, being an adult and going through that twice, you know, it sucks. But um, but it's all good. It's all good. I'm doing well. Hope hope uh, you guys are too. Dave McMahon at Davey Mac ninety seven. If Michigan signs Todd and Christopher as as expected, and Livers Franz come back, is next year's team. Final Four or bust. Uh, I will never say that because we don't know how the chemistry is going to be between the guys. Um, there's only one ball. You have several newcomers, and you have a few guys that are going to be veterans who have won. Uh, if they're all on the same page, they have a they have a chance to be very very special. I do admit that. Um, but we, we would have to see how we, we would have to see how the bracket plays out um, and how teams look throughout the year. I never just make blatant statements like that. Um, but I will say that they have the perfect they have the perfect um, the perfect gel. And I think just you know talent wise and you know vet wise, you're gonna have a few things. You're going to have McDonald's All-Americans on the team. You have guys who have been and played in the national championship. You have guys who have won 30-plus games in college. You have probably three first-round picks on the roster at minimum. Um, if you look at the last, I don't know, last 10 national champions or so, they all have pretty much – that going for them they all have some criteria of those um outside of that one even that one duke team they still had grayson allen i think as like the the you know veteran but uh that team will be that team will that team will have the ability to be very very special but but you know this is not over. You know it's 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 one thing for them to get there. What is Jawan and staff going to do from there? It's one thing to have a Lamborghini, but if you crash that thing <laughs> over the cliff, 
that Lamborghini has no more value. Um, so they're going to have to, to, you know, steer this very powerful machine on the road straight. As long as it's steered straight on the road, um, it's going to be great. But, you know, some of these supercars are hard to handle. Ben Coop at the real B Coop. Socks or barefoot when chilling at the crib? <laughs> Asking for a friend. Uh, barefoot, man. Socks inside is just weird. Darcy Henry, at Darcy Henry 22. Who would you take as basketball two-on-two teammate, Manny Harris or Deshaun Sims? Uh, probably Deshaun because he'd, he'd have to guard the bigger person, and I'd probably have a mismatch with the smaller person. So uh, no disrespect to Manny. I mean, either one I'm good with. But just for that, you know, just for Deshaun having to battle a much bigger person, and also probably have the advantage over the bigger person um, offensively. And then a smaller dude trying to guard guard uh, me will be a lot of fun. Tom, at Tom A. Woods underscore, what's your biggest concern for Michigan Hoops next year? My biggest concern is... Not all depth is a good thing. And um, my biggest concern is that Jawan is going to try to politic it a little bit too much um, or a situation where, where he tries to appease too many people. Like, you can't play 12, 13 guys. It just does not – it does not work. You will lose your team. Um He's gonna have to be a little bit of a little bit of a butthole, man. And he's gonna have to be and he's gonna have to be a jerk and he's gonna have to make some tough decisions. You can only play play consistently seven to eight guys. Consistently. If you don't believe me, look at the top twenty five teams. Look at how the minutes are dispersed. There's a couple guys averaging over thirty. You know, a few guys averaging mid, mid-high 20s, a couple guys around 18, 19, 20, then it falls off a cliff. Then it goes down to try to like 11, eight minutes per game. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what he does with that. Um, not trying to appease everybody, not trying to make everyone happy. You know, what is best for this team this year? Um, what's best for this team this year? Yo, thank you guys for your questions. I'm sorry if I didn't get to yours. It was quite a bit where we're like right at time. Um, thank you again for listening. And, you know, stay safe. Wash your hands. Hand sanitizer. Stay at home. This will all be over soon. But no matter what, I'm still going to pump out as much content as I possibly can. Because uh, I know it's, it's pretty dull and dim out there. Um, but I'm going to be pumping out as much content as I possibly can. I'm going to get my breakdowns on YouTube. I'm going to work on that. That is my goal. Uh, over the next few days, I'm going to put as many of my breakdowns on YouTube as possible. I'm even going to put down breakdowns that I didn't even post because a guy like a uh, kid named Brendan Barry from Dartmouth, I was going to drop his grad transfer video um, I was going to drop that 
uh, one day, but then two hours before I was about to post, he posted his top four, and Michigan was no longer there. But I'm but I'm still gonna post that one too since I went ahead and did the work. But I'm I'm gonna try to get all my breakdowns on YouTube for you guys so you can access them all uh, back to back to back and. Uh, you guys aren't searching Twitter or asking me because I get like eight questions. It's like the, the same thing every single time of, you know, hey, where's this breakdown? Where's this one? Where's this one? I'm going to post everybody's. Greg Brown's. I'm going to post Josh Christopher's, Trevor Keel's. Um, and then, and then you know, hopefully I could do some for, uh, for, for you know, more recruits down the road and, that stuff is fun to me, man, because some of these kids are super good. They're really, really good, and I love paying homage to, like, you know, old hoopers who, who could also hoop. Trevor Keels, so good, so good, and and I saw Paul Pierce right away. A lot, a lot of people disrespect Paul Pierce, um, but he was a beast at Kansas. He was a beast in Boston, too. Uh, he's, he's, he's not going to wow you with all the flashy garbage that doesn't matter, um, but just a straight bucket, man. Um, and like Greg Brown, like his first thing was like, was like a Rudy Gay type. People don't understand how good Rudy Gay was, but yeah, I'm going to try to get, get those up to YouTube as soon as possible. So you guys can access those. Love you guys. Stay safe. Wash your hands. I have been fed, that's a fact. I have been fed, that's a fact. My credit card purchases get me cash back. My credit card purchases get me cash back. No one else gets these rewards. Sergeant, that is just plain untrue. What in tarnation? Sir, PenFed's PowerCash Rewards Card isn't just for military members. Anyone can get cash back on all purchases. Ah, friggins! You've ruined my favorite song. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA.